What I really want people to take away from the book, but also take away from me is that, you know, you're capable of a lot more than you think. Hello there. Welcome to the Mentorship Podcast, where we bring to you inspiring mentorship stories of amazing entrepreneurs, everyday leaders, and change makers who have been touched by mentors and who themselves are touching other entrepreneurs and mentoring them to flourish in their own garden. I'm your host, Ravi Gundlapalli, author of The Art of Mentoring and founder and CEO of Mentor Cloud. And today, I'm immensely honored to be speaking with the undaunted Kara Golden. Let me read up her bio, even though everybody knows her, and most of you may have had a taste of what she has created. Kara Golden is the founder and CEO of Hint Inc., best known for its award-winning Hint Water, the leading unsweetened flavored water. She has received numerous accolades, including being named EY Entrepreneur of the Year 2017 in Northern California and one of InStyle's 2019 Badass 50. Kara, I would like to know at some point in the conversation, how does one become a Badass 50? So please <laughs> remember to you know, educate remember. me on that because I just crossed 50 and I want to be one if I can be. <laughs> uh, previously, Kara was VP of Shopping Partnerships at America Online. She hosts the podcast, The Kara Golden Show. Her first book, Undaunted, which we are going to be speaking today, it's about overcoming doubts and doubters. It was released in October 2020. So we are celebrating your first anniversary here. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. And the book is now a Wall Street Journal and Amazon bestseller. Kara lives in the Bay Area with her family. And I'm so delighted to be speaking with you today, Kara. So tell me, why don't we start with you know, Becoming a Badass 50? I mean, what what can I say, right? It's uh, you know, it was a it was a lot of fun um, to uh, to realize it's not something that you apply to. It's sort of mm -hmm. it's something that they reach out and and uh, share with you that you've been given this honor. So um, I agree with you. I mean, you know, there's there's a certain time in your life that that. Uh, you know, maybe you've done a lot of different things, but that was one where it it sort of kind of jumps right out at you. And people ask about it all the time, like, you know, how does it feel? So it's pretty good to be a badass, right? <laughs> Sometimes I think you you may you may have had to be badass in in some way to really find your sweet spot. Do you agree? I guess so. It's kind of a unique opportunity and a unique question as well. Fantastic. So. I want to start with, you know, because you call yourself in your book as an accidental entrepreneur. And I have once written an article and, you know, spoken about it. An entrepreneur is actually means somebody with a fire within. It's, mm -hmm. uh, I called it, uh, it comes from Sanskrit, antar prerana, which means the fire within. So love to understand what was that fire within that made you accidentally discover that and you know, to become who you are today? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. I think I, I really came up with this term of being an accidental entrepreneur because people have asked me for years, did I always know I was going to be an entrepreneur, start a beverage company? Uh, you know, did I go and work for multiple entrepreneurs before I decided to start my company? Hint, you know, for me, I think it really boiled down to the fact that I was always a curious person. I Ever since mm. I was a kid, I was constantly saying, you know, how do you do this? Or, you know, what does that mean? And all of those questions. So if you have one of those kids at home, maybe they're on the path to becoming an entrepreneur. Uh, but like I said, I started out in media and uh, in the magazine industry. And then I ended up moving into the television industry. I worked for a company called CNN when, when Ted Turner was still coming around the office, not every day, but he was bouncing between New York and Atlanta. And you know, this was at a time when it wasn't in every household in America. It was like 40% of households in America mm. had CNN at the time. But I think for me, like working for entrepreneurs like Ted, who, you know, were just kind of average people with a great idea, the people that had, that put stakes in the ground around, mm. you know, what seemed certain days like a crazy idea, an impossible idea. He had plenty of doubters around him, maybe gave me the confidence that I needed to know that when I had an idea that I really thought should be out there, and it wasn't that maybe I could go do it. I even when I launched the first bottle of Hint on the shelves at Whole Foods, I still wasn't saying I've decided to become an entrepreneur or uh, you know now is my time or I'm going to be a beverage entrepreneur. For me, it was I wanted a water that had fruit and no sweeteners in it. And I wanted it because I wanted to make water more interesting because I decided to stop drinking diet soda. And so anybody who's been, you know, trying to get off of diet soda or all this sweetened stuff for, for me, I, I thought, I know that water's better for me, but I don't drink it because it mm. is boring. And so when I had this idea to actually go create a product that solved a problem in my life, that's when I decided to go launch it. And it wasn't really until people started noticing that I was doing something different than tech, which is what I had done after I was at CNN, that they were the ones that were saying, how did you decide to become an entrepreneur? How did you decide to start your own company? I, for me, I thought, I'm just getting a product on the shelf at Whole Foods. That's as far as I've gotten. If, <laughs> you know, and if it takes off and I don't have to have it stored in my pantry in my kitchen, if people will actually buy it, then that's, you know, pretty cool. And that's how I thought about it. Fantastic. Uh, excellent story. In fact, uh, you know, I grew up in India and India, you know, because of the, you know, British rule, we have a lot of English proverbs that 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 we kind of are stuck with and one of them is curiosity kills the cat mm -hmm. and i have used that and you know given talks i said curiosity only kills the cat <laughs> it, it actually makes an entrepreneur it makes a human being so i encourage everyone to be curious you know it is curiosity that got me from my little village to a you know neighboring town from neighboring town to a bigger city and today here in in the valley of you know with a phd so 
everyone who's listening today, if there is one operating word to take away from is be curious, ask questions. Why not? Ask the questions, why not? And um, I want to go back to when when I was thinking about water, is it our human body 70, 80% water, Kara? Yes, is in fact, I think bo- it's higher than that. It's higher than that. And the planet Earth is 71% water. So what you are doing is something that is so ubiquitous and saying, guys, we are filled with water. We are surrounded by water. Why don't you drink more of it? Yeah, and I, I think it really speaks to as a society, and I don't think that this is just in the U.S. I think it's it's global, although we're not outside of the U.S. yet. It's you know really speaks to this fascination and kind of this trickery that goes on around sweeteners in our life. And I, I think that you know today most people believe that the lower calories they have, the healthier they're being. And, you know, it's curious to me that many people who are experiencing things like, you know, type 2 diabetes or um, other kind of acquired diseases, they weren't born with these um, diseases as far as we know, they are claiming to be leading a life that, you know, they're watching what they're eating, they're counting their calories, they're exercising, yet they still acquire these diseases. And I think it really speaks to our addiction as a society around sweet. People often, (laughs) I was doing an interview earlier and was sharing with uh, this person that that, uh, a, a lot of people think, people still think about sweeteners as just sugar, but yet diet sweeteners, uh, there's, they're, in in many ways, I believe worse for people because they've actually become sweeter. So the Diet Coke, just as an example of the early 80s when it first came out, today is 30 times sweeter. And so how does the body, if you talk to doctors about, you know, these sweeteners, the the scary thing that we still don't exactly know enough about yet, but is how does our body process these diet sweeteners as let's say mm. that you just started drinking diet soda five years ago, and then you know the big soda company decided to come out with a new diet drink with their new and improved diet sweetener. You think that it's actually better for you, but what is your body doing now? It's got to adjust mm. to this new sweet ability. And in the meantime, you know, maybe you're actually acquiring something called insulin resistance, um, which Mm. is what ends up happening for many people who actually have this disease called type two diabetes. And so it's a very, very, um, you know, scary industry, I think overall. And I think it's what I started seeing is early on was that I just wasn't as healthy as I wanted to be. And I thought, heck, I think I'm just going to start drinking water, except it's so darn boring. So I've got to fix that problem. And, <laughs> and you know, it, it, it's interesting because I think when I think about kind of the thing that really drove me, I know you're an entrepreneur as well, but the thing that really drove me during tough days was that connection with the consumer where I started to hear that I was helping people in some way. So obviously you're, uh, audience really, you know, deals with mentorship and, and, uh, 
And I think in many ways it's, it's the same thing, right? It's, it's like when you know that you're helping people, whether it's your consumer, you're helping another entrepreneur get past something, that's a powerful thing, right? That's a powerful thing to lead with. And so I think that in my case, I think doing either one of those things was a big driver to do what I am today. Fantastic. You know, ultimately it's, you are helping people you know make the right decisions with re- with respect to what they are adding to their bodies so amazing how you tied tied your drinking water to some of the problems the industry has sort of you know told you over and over again it's only diet coke it's not the real coke and uh, so i think uh, the product you have created is phenomenal and i've been ordering cases at my home and uh, it's it's just it's very interesting because both are natural the fruit is natural and the water is natural it comes from the clouds so you you have put together two natural things together to make sure that we are much more closer to nature than a bunch of chemicals in, in our body so congratulations on that now when you started this you, in your book you talk you talk a lot about you know doubts and doubters and i'm sure you had people you know, outside of your own inner fire saying this is the right thing to do, who were those people who told you, you know, keep doing it, you know, keep going at it? Can you think of one or two people as your, you know, mentors? Maybe you did not see them that like that, but uh, who are those mentors who really helped you overcome those doubts and doubters? Well, I think first of all, uh, my husband, who is our chief operating officer. So he oh, was- nice. Yeah, so he was the he was a Silicon Valley attorney prior to jumping in to help me and and I think what he saw early on was that I had this idea. He had seen how drinking water really helped me when I told him that I was going to take $50,000 out of our bank account and I was going to go buy bottles and fruit and and go and create this drink. He thought it was crazy. But he also knew that I had a purpose for doing it. Mm. And and the Mm. purpose was around health. And again, I had tested it on myself and he, you know, really saw that I needed support. And so I think more than anything, it was having a partner like that alongside me while I decided to start my company. I didn't know that he would still be here 16 years later um, as our chief operating officer. And, uh, it you know it was it it was great i mean people ask all the time when you're starting a company i think you know one of the things that i talk a lot about being an entrepreneur and you know certainly you've had uh you've had your share of entrepreneurial experiences it can be really lonely and especially when you're really um trying so hard to um deliver a message or you know make something happen right and you're the only one uh, you know, you try and ex- one. right, and you try and explain it to people, and it's it's hard to catch them up on you know why something's important or why you know get, trying to get ideas of how to maneuver around something or whatever. As nice as they are, that's that I think is the biggest difficulty because maybe the people that really want to support you are not in your industry, so they might not know the difficulties or the jargon or whatever. And then the people who were in my industry, I was not only creating a new product, but also an entirely new category. 
And so the new category, right? Mm -hmm. And so the category is called unsweetened flavored water. And so the people that I would run into, they're all doing sweetened products. And so they're like, why would you do that? And, and again, you have a little bit of doubt in your head anyway, and then they're not going to be helpful at all. And maybe they have some of the answers, but they're not going to help you. And so I think for me, having somebody like, you know, my husband who was not only supportive, but also really smart about thinking through issues, like, what about if we did it this way? What, what do you think? That was just so, so key. Um, And then probably the second person in general, I mean, I guess this kind of touches on the industry as a whole. I thought as an entrepreneur coming into a new industry that I would go and gain knowledge from industry veterans who had been in the industry. And what I found was surrounding myself with people who had just done it, something in any industry, often in other industries where they didn't sort of have all the answers necessarily, but had had almost like a, um, you know, I remember when I was in this situation, um, I'm part of a group called YPO mm. and, you know, part oh, of- I speak for YPO and uh, YPO is MentaCloud customer too. Oh, that's great. That's terrific. Yeah, but yeah. One of the things that I've noticed about YPO and, you know, what I've learned from the YPO forum is that you, uh, you know, you're not- there to sort of solve someone's problem. You're there to sort of storytell around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember a situation when this happened so that people can come up with their own answers. Right. And I think it's the same thing, you know, in being an entrepreneur, find those people who have been through difficult times and people who have figured out how to keep going and, and, you know, persevere in, in some way. And those are the people that are, that are going to give you the most power and the most energy to continue to move forward. Fantastic. You know, I define mentorship sometimes when I'm mentoring someone or when somebody's mentoring me, they're not solving my problem or I'm not solving their problem, but I'm helping them to make better decisions based yeah. on the situation that they are in and, and sharing my experience. So because all of our journeys are different, so it is a decision-making ability that can be a huge thing when people share their stories as to what they did when they were stuck. Now you take that and you know put that light on your problem and you come up with your own solution in the context that you're in. So wonderful. You know, thanks to all those mentors, thanks to your husband for you know being there. Because you know, anytime I see uh, you know self-made entrepreneurs, I have a big laugh. Nobody is self-made. Nobody is self-made. You know, we come alone. We leave alone, but everything in between, we are, we are to surround with other people. And the whole loneliness epidemic today in America is because of that mindset. We don't have to do it alone. You're not alone. Human beings are tribal. So everyone listening to the show today, surround yourself with good people. Like, you know, Kaira said, who can say, hey, I've been there. I overcame the difficulty. You can too. Just being there. And just having people to be there for you is itself uh, extremely reassuring, isn't it? It removes all the doubts that you might have on your own. Absolutely. And I think that that's another thing that I want to highlight as well. I mean, one of, uh, you know, one of the things that I've really been able, ways that I've been able to gain knowledge uh, over the years is I've 
I'm a huge reader. And I think, you know, over the years, mm. it's even become easier. You're, you find podcasts, right? Where people are sharing their stories, their authentic self of going through challenges. And, you know, how do you find mentorship? How do you find strength in some way? And I think that you don't actually, I think gone are the days where you have to feel like I need to go and call someone up and they have to accept being my mentor. Like they're like, you're married, right? You're, I mean, it, it, I think instead you can, there's so many great books out there. There's so many great podcasts out there where you can actually feel like you've got a connection and you've got a story. And, and then also just through, I think social media too, I feel like that people are so much easier to connect too. And, and to, and even if you're not in, you know, an industry, for example, you can find people who are in industries that maybe you're a little curious about. Maybe you never knew that you were curious until you started seeing them talking about it on whether it's LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever. And then you start to pick up on some of the things that they're talking about and it makes you curious. You don't have to actually have a live connection with that person. You could actually, you know, reach out to them and say, I saw what you wrote on LinkedIn is very interesting. And, and, you know, where did you find out about that? And, and again, I think like that sort of information is, is not only often educational, but also gives you a lot of energy to keep moving forward. Absolutely. Um, In fact, you can get help from any sources. And um, in fact, whatever you just said is probably page 85 in my book. Um, I wrote The Art of Mentoring, and that's what I tell people. Yeah. First, you should believe, every every listener today should believe that they have a North Star looking out for them, that they have a very, very high sort of you know potential that they can achieve. So they should believe that first. But then there might be obstacles in the way, you know, call it the clouds. And by surrounding yourself with, anti-doubters who can blow those clouds away. Then you see, oh, I see it. I can get there. But the next thing is you don't have to get there alone. Enough people on this planet and you know, being in, you know, doing what I do today, I can guarantee there are millions of wonderful people. That's why the world is intact. Even though if you watch CNN or any other news today, it seems like the world is falling apart. But there are too many amazing good people who are willing to help you. So surround yourself with those people and reach out, especially with the pandemic. The world has become small. Like we can talk to anyone in the world. We can ask people. And if they cannot do it, they will tell you. But it doesn't stop you from asking. And uh, excellent advice, Kara, to go and, you know, be sort of, I would say, worthy of somebody's mentoring. And uh, so I wanted to ask you, for all the people that helped you, were there anything, were, were there specific traits that you believe they saw and said, oh, I need to help Kara. I mean, your husband, of course, he has a vested interest, but other people, what was it about you that said, that other people said, I want to spend my time to make her successful. I want to invest in her journey. Yeah. Look, I think curiosity to actually start, and that is a critical piece maybe for yourself. But I think when people also see curiosity and they start hearing you educating them about something that they didn't really even know, right? They didn't know Hmm. that, um, for example, the uh, closure on, um, on our bottles that I'm showing you right now, ours doesn't have a liner in it. 
And the reason why it doesn't have a liner in it is because we wanted our bottles to be 100% recyclable. So a lot of people don't know that caps Mm. or closures on bottles, most of them cannot be recycled. And so people just have no idea about this stuff. And so some of the innovation that we've done around things like that, like I'll share those things with our friends. A lot of our friends, I think just by, you know, when you get education, when you he- when you see the curiosity coming from people, then it piques your interest. But then I think the other piece of this is also, you know, building a relationship with people as well and practicing gratitude, I think is 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 also it's it, it's not one way right giving back to people whether it's just listening to what they're doing and weighing in on something or um or you know sharing with people and being helpful in some way i think you can never go wrong fantastic so all those traits that that you that you said if you if you show those traits there are enough people who will take interest in your success right that's really your point right you're curious you have a sense of gratitude. You are you know, willing to try and innovate and you are very sincere. You have you know, good intentions to do something good for other people. Then why wouldn't this some of the best people in the world come in to help you? It's as simple as that, right? I mean, you are almost being the magnet for help, right? Absolutely. Well, look, if you don't ask, you don't receive either. So uh, receive. I think... And I think that that's a key thing. And, you know, we all have moments where maybe we would like the help, um, but we're not getting it because the person, you know, doesn't feel like maybe they don't have the connection, maybe they don't have the bandwidth, whatever it is. But I think you can't let that get you down, right? You can't let Mm -hmm. that stop you because I think more than anything, you have to try and you have to know whether that's starting a company or trying to get a mentor uh, that it, that it just wasn't meant to be. And you have to continue on and not let that create a wall around you being able to do what you're meant to do. Yeah. And, and you used a word that I, I relate to a lot, uh, which is having the sense of gratitude. And uh, one of the other friends that we have in common is in Rajesh Sethi, who wrote the book Gratitude. Rajesh Sethi, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure... You remember, uh, uh, he he actually introduced uh, us on this uh, on this connection. So you know, gratitude is, is so important um, because the fact that we are here, we are alive, we can pick a bottle of water, have a have a nice lunch, breathe, be healthy. There's so many things to be grateful for, isn't it? So many things, and it it's uh, it's definitely. I, I think gratitude has become. In particular, in the last two years, I mean, something that a lot of people talk about um, that you, you know, I think that you you can never go wrong by having gratitude. And I think that it's it's a trait that that is memorable for people um, as well, because I think there are still a lot of people who aren't grateful and, you know, and Mm -hmm. sad. Right. And typically those are the people who are probably the most unhappy as well. So as I share with my children, there's only so much you can do about other people. All you can do is practice gratitude yourself. And hopefully people will learn by your own example. Fantastic. I'm so glad you are imparting that to your children. Um, in fact, uh, I was once talking to Raj City and uh, Raj was doing a workshop on happiness. And he started with his exercise. 
says, guys, take out your pens and there is a small note card on your, on your card, uh, on your table, and write down three things that make you happy. You won't believe 100% of us started writing. And Rajesh said, stop, make happiness unconditional. You cannot have it. conditions for happiness. So everyone who's listening to the show and make happiness your default state. The fact that you can even recognize that you're happy means you're here. I love it. So five million people, five million people. One of my gurus told me once, five million people don't wake up every morning. They just don't, should, don't, this machine doesn't turn on the next morning. So the fact that our machine is on, whether it's because of the iPhone alarm or if it is our internal alarm, the so fact true. that we are awake is, is actually, a, it, it, because this whole machine is working so beautifully to make things happen. So I, I like that uh, you brought the word gratitude, which I think is very important. I want to go back to talking, uh, why did you name the book Undaunted? Um, and is it, is it how you are? Are you well, a, an undaunted, unstoppable <laughs> force in the, in the world? Well, over the years, I have, uh, you know, I think more than anything, people have labeled me as being fearless, uh, a risk taker. And, you know, as I started to describe that I wasn't those necessarily, although it may appear at times I am that way, I started to think about what I am. And I am undaunted. And that is that I keep moving forward, that I keep finding a way to make things happen. They don't always happen, but, or I should say, not always the things that I wanted to have happen. But when you, when you live undaunted, you're purposeful, right? You know that there is risk and there are fears, but instead you head in one direction and keep moving forward. Um, and, and know to some extent that if you don't keep moving forward, if you don't try, then nothing great will happen. And so when I started thinking about the title of my book, it seemed like a perfect title because I think so many people allow themselves to be blocked by, you know, fears of failure of uh, maybe they opt out before they even opted in because they don't have the right education or experience or enough money. Or um, I had four kids under the age of six when I started Hint. And as I, wow, right. And I said, it was, uh, you know, more people tried to get it in my head that I can't do it. It's not the right time. And I kept thinking I actually could do it. It's crazy to go do it. And it may take me more time to do it because I can slow down, you know, if, if something's not going well for my family that day, maybe I need to take a break for a few days and get back on track. If somebody's sick, maybe I have to go pick them up at school and take the rest of the afternoon off. And so I think things like that, I really um, recognized as, again, a choice, but, it's, but it really is, it's a decision. And it's a decision that I think so many entrepreneurs know about, that living undaunted and going and figuring it out and knowing that it may not be exactly what you thought it was going to be um, in the end, but you're willing to move forward and live undaunted. I love it. I love it. And um, so do you have days when you, when you are like sort of doubting yourself and, and what do you do to you know, get out of it very quickly? 
Um, you know, because it, you also talk about resilience a lot in your talks. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think that one of the things that I've realized is, is that the more, if you start undaunted and you start to really push yourself and go out and do things that maybe you didn't think that you were capable of being able to do, you start that one time. And what you realize is that things actually, there's always a little bit of good, even if it was a failure. Maybe there was mm. a learning experience in there that you learned something about yourself. Maybe you were more resilient. Maybe you were more educated about something that you knew. Maybe you realized that something that you had done in a previous career had uh, really been helpful, or maybe you had been through a loss or a failure before, and you had a lot of mm-hmm. learnings from that that allowed you to come into into this. So I think more than anything, what I've realized, I guess, is time and experiences of actually putting yourself out there, saying yes more than no, and just going out and doing are are really kind of the the tricks to being able to live a happier and uh, you know maybe a more exciting life depending on the day because it's like you know you know that these challenges there will be some good and some bad out of it but it doesn't always end up to be all bad it never does right and i think that those are those are the people today i think you'll agree because you know many of these entrepreneurs that they smile right they practice gratitude they <laughs> laugh at themselves right they're authentic not everything is perfect in their life and they know that if they go out and work at it and uh you know it's it, it starts and ends with them and all of these kind of things that they go through it doesn't mean that they get up uh you know perfectly happy every single day they know that they're going to have those challenging moments but they'll get through it you, you sort of listed all the traits of what every human being should be you know happy having the gratitude putting yourself out there and you know as an entrepreneur you know i i can see probably the undaunted gene is there in me because i i came from a very small village i had a very bad stutter when i was growing up and today some of my childhood friends when they see me speaking at, at the world economic forum for women or any other you know stages they are like okay. taken aback because i let nothing you know come in the way nothing come in the way If there's a difficulty i will solve it if i don't know i will ask and uh, i think living undaunted is actually fun it takes you to places that you would have never never ever imagined and uh, i hope everyone you know listening to the show you know millions of people you know over the years just turn that undaunted gene on because human beings are inherently undaunted all the fears are external right somebody Absolutely. told you a snake is dangerous you know somebody told you you cannot do this and i'm reminded of a statement by chris gardiner you know whose life story is the movie in pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. he told me ravi if somebody tells you you cannot do something what they're actually saying is they don't know how to do it mhm it's so, so true you can do it you have proven that as a mom of four kids in an industry that is supposedly mature you you created a whole new industry by just remaining undaunted and true to the calling that you had inside and you didn't you know push it down and that's what i say entrepreneur is the fire within because it's it's inside i, I cannot i cannot put it out 
So true. So what do you want to be known for, Kara? Uh, if a lot of young girls listening. So by the way, for all the 21-year-old birthdays, for all the girls, I've been gifting your book. And now oh. I actually graduated it to 16. You know, sweet 16 is a... Because <laughs> I have a daughter, she's 23. And I must say, your book transformed her. She's an entrepreneur uh, in, in, in the, the home decor industry. She's 23 years old. And your book was very instrumental in her to become an undaunted entrepreneur, an undaunted being. So thanks to you from the bottom of my heart as a parent. Um, of course, as an entrepreneur, you are, you know, it's in the air at home, but your book really touched her. And Thank so you. what should the girls remember about you, all the girls, young girls? Well, I hopefully, you know, young boys and uh, are included in that as well. I mean, I think entrepreneurship is it's a work in progress, right? And I think what I really want people to take away from the book, but also take away from me is that, you know, you're capable of a lot more than maybe you think. And I think that that's the challenge is that we live in a world where we are defined, right? Or we come to think that we are defined to be a certain person or, you know, I think we go to school and and we maybe we study one subject and then we think, oh, okay, we're going to go and do that. The number of people who I know who graduated in one subject and then they're doing something totally different, right? There's more mm-hmm. of those people. I'm sure you're the same way that, you know, I think we live in a in a time when you know our curiosity should actually lead us to go and take on new challenges and and discover who we are and discover what we're capable of so if i if a little bit of that can wear off on somebody who maybe f- believes that you know they're not capable of enough they can't do something because uh they're a parent or uh they're a woman Right. Or that they didn't grow up in the right family or have, you know, the right situation, whatever that is. I think for what I would like to impress on this, uh, any person who's interested in my story is that you actually are capable of going out and doing it, but you have to believe. You have to get it in your mind that you actually can do it because I do not believe. If you don't believe, then no one else will. And you have to believe that you can go and take those chances. And if that isn't in your head or your heart, then uh, you need to start there. And you need to figure out how you get yourself confident in yourself. And otherwise, it's not worth trying to be an entrepreneur. And you can be an entrepreneur eventually once you work through your own uh, securities, frankly, about yourself and, and what, right? And that's really what it boils down to. And the earlier, the better, as I say, the, the, if you can get to people early on, um, but it's also, it's work like everything. I mean, I think life is work. It's not, it's not easy for anybody. And I think that, you know, if, if you think that somebody's just been handed something and snap, they snap their finger and they created some great company in every industry, it just doesn't happen. So Elon Musk is probably of all Gen Zers today is probably the um, the icon of all icons for right. Gen Zers, right? Elon Musk has put in a lot of work, right? 
I mean, he's done a lot over the years. He has a huge company, makes lots of money. I guess he doesn't have a big house anymore. He gave all that away, but, uh, (laughs) but you know, he's worked very, very hard, right. In order to do what he's doing. And I think that it's not easy. Um, but you know, you go out there and you work hard and, you know, you know yourself and, and know what you're capable of and try new things and challenge conventional wisdom and go against the grain at times. And all of these things are, are really important things that I hope that others can learn from me and others that are out there. Wow. What a beautiful summary. You mentioned something like, you know, be curious, be undaunted, you know, believe in the fact that you have the undaunted gene in you. You just have to know it and turn it on. And, uh, and you also mentioned about hard work. Uh, and I saw a success story when Starbucks said no to you, you, you were able to get on Amazon, which is amazing accomplishment. I buy your hint water on Amazon. I remember once a tagline from Amazon that said, work hard, have fun, make history. So everyone listening today, Kara works very, very hard. Elon Musk works very, very hard. Without hard work, nothing happens. But have fun and make history because only you can make history. If not, somebody else will, and you don't want that. So, Kira, where can where can people learn more about you, your talks, and your your upcoming books? Maybe Absolutely. you have a website that you can. Uh, Absolutely, talk about? I'm well. I'm all over social media at Kara Golden with an I, and uh, and the book is called Undaunted: Overcoming Doubts and Doubters, and Amazon or fine bookstores everywhere. Uh, and then also, hopefully, you'll pick up a case of Hint um, and uh, <laughs> give that a try. And that's all over in stores everywhere, as well as on Amazon and on our website at drinkhint.com. So hopefully we'll get a chance to hear from some of you. Let me know what you think. And uh, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today in this very, very inspiring conversation. I've learned a lot personally, and it's been amazing to have you on the show. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you soon on the next episode of the Mentorship Podcast. Wish you all the very best. Be curious and be undaunted. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.